720 WGN. I'm Roger Cromie, and this is the Cromie Circle, where we talk to authors. No, wasn't that what this, that was called on this station? I don't know. No, yeah, there was a Cromie Circle, wasn't there? I just used to lock myself in the library, so I have no idea. Well, I think there was. I believe but, you, but because I, I could have be faith wrong. in you. I but believe I you. It, I think it was on this station, the Cromie Circle. I will not contradict you. Well, I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, why? When, why when start the time now? comes. When the time comes. <laughs> uh, Terry Ryder is in the studio. How long have we known each other? A long, long time. Dinosaurs. Uh, well, almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many? And before I knew you. Yes. I knew you. Okay. Thank you. I know. You were in high school. Blah, 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 blah. Mr. Really Smoke all, Jack's buns when I said all, that. All the kids got together the next day to talk about having on Boogie Jack. Yeah, you before. know what? I, I was not a Boogie Jack listener. Good. And so people would come. I wasn't a AM radio listener at that time. Now, yeah, of course, we love yes. it and it pays our mortgage. And thank you very much. Right. But um, in those days, I, I was a, a AOR. I know. And so people would come and they would talk about you. Yes, I know. It's and I finally not- broke down and listened <laughs> to you. And I thought, what? I've never heard anything. And I had to re recalculating, yeah. recalculating. Yeah, yeah. I had to recalculate my whole view of AM radio because yeah. of you. And here we are. And here we are. Here we are. And here's your book. <clears throat> she said what? Yes. Which has been out for a while. Well, it came <clears throat> out. I'm sure you've heard this before. What? A little before COVID. Yes, that's right. Yes. <clears throat> so I had all these things planned for it. And one of them was an audio version. Well, the audio version, <clears throat> yeah. But the audio, and yeah. this is an interesting thing because Amazon owns Audible, which is right. the sort of the Taj Mahal. Yeah, I had of, to get it. You have to get it. It's kind of like, you know, those people who don't have phone machines yeah. back in the day when yep. you'd be like, I called you five times. Well, I don't have an answering machine. And you wanted to kill them. So it's that, it's like that with Audible now. You have to do it. And I asked my publisher, like, what what do you recommend? He said, just don't even fight it. Do Audible. So, right. so okay, I'm going to do my own book because who better, right? Of course. Right. right. So they're all over their stinking little, can you tell I love it? app website it's like now follow these rules follow them specifically follow every little technical requirement and your book will be golden so i'm an audio professional i got the gear i follow all their rules and you know what it does when i send in my first chapter it does the software equivalent of this I'm like, what? why did you just spit out my first chapter? Uh-huh. And it's not going to tell me. What do you mean it's not going to tell you? It tells you, well, you have some technical. Well, okay. Now, Is this going to get too technical? No. Okay. It's going to just get more and more horrible. All right. A friend of mine who is a big freaking deal engineer, like TV stations in LA and San yeah. Francisco and here, yeah. I call him in distress. He drives like a banshee from Winnetka and he sits behind my console and he goes, I don't know. You followed all the rules. I don't know why it's going. And... Then finally, we end up, you know, Steve in India, the customer service guy? Steve in India, you know yes, Steve, I've right? talked to him. We yes. talked to Steve. Everybody's in India. talked to Steve in India. And Steve in India says, <laughs> well, the, the I'm not going to do the accent because you'll no. get in trouble. No, no, of course. But Steve in India says, in his, inimitable, in, in his inimitable way, yes. he says, uh, well, he says, um, if you followed all the rules, he, sa- he basically says, ignore all the rules. <laughs> So the rules essentially say drive 35 miles an hour, observe all traffic signals. Mm-hmm. But what they really mean is 
drive 150 miles an hour and blow through every light. So you finally got this done. I got the <clears> message. <throat> I just redid everything. And as you pointed out, the yes. book is like 12 hours long. I know. I would say the total time <laughs> for getting this book down is yeah. how long have we known each other? That long. Yeah, huh? that long. Here is the disclaimer from the audio version of She Said What? This book doesn't claim to be an actual memoir. My memory would have to be a whole lot better if it did. Nor is it entirely a work of fiction, since it's based on my all-too-real life. However, if you think you may have identified a real person, it's a coincidence. (laughs) The names of people, places, cities, and radio stations have been significantly altered or entirely fabricated in order for me to tell either more of the truth or bigger, better lies. Goodness. Perfect. Bigger, better lies. Well, I mean, you know, that... um that's the perfect disclaimer. Yes. Because then you get to say whatever you want. As I always do. Whether it, whether it's real or not. As I always do. Now, you know, I didn't have 12 and a half hours to, what is it, 12 no, hours? No, it just came out. Well, and I, I just got this You're yesterday. the first person right. I sent it so, to. So, I didn't have 12 hours to listen to. That's but, okay. But I did hear this. Some years later, after I'd moved into a different market, I guest hosted for a few days at my former Midwestern station. I was there for a week. But I had to pack light because I was hauling around a breast pump while still wearing maternity clothes. Actually, I will admit that I continue to occasionally wear maternity clothes. In truth, I keep three sizes of clothing in my closet at all times. Optimistic, realistic, and don't care to discuss it. Yeah. That's funny stuff. It's the truth. No, but it's funny stuff. But it's the truth. No, it's the, the whole book's like that. Yeah. I'm sure the whole audio version is like that well i mean it's word for word right exactly well it's interesting because i did unearth a couple of small typos and errors and (laughs) and i i was like what do i do do i read it with the up in or do i fix it and i finally couldn't stand reading it with an error so i fixed it but um what it makes you do it's like when you take tell your kids now when you write a paper for school read it out loud yeah you read it out loud to yourself you're like hmm i think i could change this i think i could change that i called my publisher he's like don't change anything well that's audio they're not going to be able to tell you could say anything well just from the print book i wanted to no change. i understand that so it's in, it, what's fascinating is the whole audiobook thing you start to understand what kind of an enjoyer of books you really are some things are better when you hear them some things are better when you read them some things just suck altogether but we won't go there but it, it's it's the audiobook that i did i'm hoping like if you get in your car and you need to drive to indianapolis yeah because the book is in little chapters it should be in enough bite-sized pieces that you can stop at a place that feels good to you this sounds like an unbelievable technological undertaking the no, recording it's just of an audiobook half my life and and here's an interesting thing you know that there's a strike going on for the actors because your Sag daughter after. right sure, yeah and a lot of the people who read audiobooks work under a different contract but i've been hearing from people who rather thought they'd like to do some audiobooks uh, and they and they're like this is the worst work in the world uh, yeah it's well, hard yeah um 
Well, aren't you SAG-AFTRA? I am. Well, we all are. Yes. Right. Although we don't work at SAG-AFTRA shops. I do work at a SAG-AFTRA. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, but, that's right. That left-wing station. Yes, but but we're under a different contract. <laughs> right. It's all so confusing. No, no, it is. So it is. confusing. There's a, this division, and there's a TV division, and this division, and that division. But I know what you mean about um, all of a sudden, people who you would never assume would want to do an audio book because they're, you know, celebrities are like... Hey, maybe I could do this audiobook. There was a convention here not long ago, a Comic-Con of some kind, uh-huh. that had, like, people I never, th- um, oh, come on, Thelma and Louise, you don't watch movies. Susan, Susan Sarandon. Sarandon. I'm like, Susan Sarandon is here for a Comic-Con? Why do you think? Because that's the only form of work you can do right right. now. That's That's right. right. It's interesting. But what's also fascinating, this me being kind of nasty and snippy, which is what I'm known for. Yeah. People who make a lot of money, they're just bored. So I hear from people who really do this audiobook work that in income, the super celebrities are like, let me take this food right out of your rice bowl. Not too good for solidarity, really. But well, you know, when I got the Audible, since I had to get it, going directly to your point here, and I had to see all the other books that were there, yes. it's like Britney Spears' book written with Britney Spears. It's doing, you know, reading the book, right? I no, mean, actually, Britney Spears is famous because Michelle Sumpner oh, wait a minute, you're right. read Ooh. her book, and they say she does a better Britney than Britney. And that's the other thing. Not yes. everyone who can do something yeah. can read about doing that something, even if they wrote it to begin with. It's a different deal No, altogether. it truly is. Well, you can t- talk to newspaper people, and um, writing the written word is different. Writing for the written word is different than writing for the spoken word. Yes. And always has been. Yes, and making right. it sound right when it was written for the page. Right. And on top of that, there's a famous radio guy out of L.A., Phil Hendry, who's a friend of mine. I know. And he uh, he was asked to do his first audiobook. And this is a guy who's famous here doing character voices. Oh, I've heard him. He's unbelievable. And they said to him... Okay, well, you, you can do these characters, but don't make them sound too real. You want it to sound like you doing the character. You just want to. Ta- He's already bald, so he can't ter- tear his yeah, hair. Yeah, I know, but I, it's typical. That's typical of people who run these organizations. Yes. Right. Yeah. And there are so many examples of that kind of uh, attitude um, in this book that uh, Turi takes her Turi bat to. And I would never even get close. More when we come back on 720 WGN. John Landecker, uh, 750 with special guest Turi Ryder in the studio. 773 text. Hi, John. Turi Ryder. Her voice is taking me down memory lane. It's great hearing her again. I'll be seeking out her work. Thanks, Fran from Chicago. See, we sold the book. Thank you, Fran. Uh, the book is She Said What? And now available on Audible as a Audible book, which is sort of redundant, but you know, you get my work, get my drift. It is what it is. It is what it is. It now, is what it is. So, I, as I've been, well, first of all, I want to, I want to read this. Uh, this is from, you know, people do endorsements on the backs of books. Mm. I love this one. If Joan Rivers, David Sedaris, Terry Gross, and Howard Stern conspired to defy the laws of reproductive science, their daughter would be Terry Ryder. Uh-huh. There you go. Uh-huh. Which says a lot. 
Yeah, it does. Yeah, actually, I'm yeah. grateful. Yeah. This book has been a, a great thing. Also hearing from people who are in the industry, especially women, mm-hmm. saying, you know, I listened to you and you mm-hmm. made me believe I could do these things. Right, right, right. And I, uh, it's true that when I started doing what I did on Top 40 Radio and being a smart mouth and being on Kiss in LA and, all, and being a smart mouth, and literally program directors would say things like, do you have to be funny every time you open your mouth? Do you have to be so funny and then I realized they just wanted me to put on a short skirt and go to the, you know, get into the rolling studio and show up at the football game. But I didn't understand that. So I just kept doing. So you remember WLS AM when we I there. do indeed. Right. And yep. they, they were smart. They started moving AM to talk without saying we're going talk. They just started hiring DJs who talked a lot. Right. And they, they really peeved me by hiring somebody to do sex therapy, which I thought I knew as much about sex therapy as anybody smoked you did? my buns. You do? Well, in those days, I had a lot of sex. So no kidding. I never knew that. Only with one person. I mean, I knew you. Well, never mind. Only with one person. All but, right. But, but still. You know, you're young. You're like a rabbit. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So, God, I hope that person's not listening. So, Which one, the rabbit or the sex therapist? The rabbit's long gone. <laughs> so the sex therapist, I believe, is also long gone now that you mention it. So I thought, well, the heck with this. So I did started doing a thing in the middle of the night, the unqualified sex therapist, with exactly what, what you ask is exactly what you'll get. Bad advice from someone who's not qualified to give it. Good. Weirdly, and you know this as well or better than I do, people who are calling a radio station will tell you anything if you just point blank ask them. So uh, yeah. it started to really get real and a little bit gritty and kind of funny. And of course, the management heard it and they told me to knock it off. So Larry Lujak of Blessed Memory comes in and says to me, and I didn't even know he listened to the show, even though I was his morning drive. He said, what happened to the uh, unqualified sex therapist? <laughs> and I said, well, they told me to cut it out. He said, his favorite word was the other word, but yeah. he basically said, bleep them. Right. He said, just put it back. They'll never know. Because so, <laughs> it's the middle of the night. It's the middle of the night. So right. I put it back. And that's how I ended up eventually doing talk radio. Because I didn't of, know that. Because of that. I mean, there ah. were several more stops at rock yeah. stations. Yeah. But, but that was when I figured out that really it was more fun to, to talk than to play records I'd heard 75,623 yeah, times. I can times. relate. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. Now, what was the apology that you wanted to get to? I wrote this book. Yes. And periodically on my socials, and you can find me on Facebook and X and whatever, I I got a little message from somebody saying, I'm going to have to buy your book. And this was a someone who had repeatedly not hired me. He had not hired me when he had an opening. He had not hired me. He, but worse, worse than not hiring me, he kept trying to get me to prop up these bad people he was hiring. He hired a guy who was pathetic, and he asked if I wanted to be on his team. And I said, well, if I get the same contract and paycheck, I'd consider it. But I'm guessing that's not what you're offering. Soup, there goes that. Then he calls and asks if I will do something else for the show. And then finally, he calls and asks, will I produce the show? Oh, boy. Yeah, wow. it's a different gig. So yeah. I just said, you know, I, I really, I can't do that. And he said, well, I kind of had to ask. And I thought to myself, you bloody well did not have to ask. You did not have to ask. So now I get this message. Mm-hmm. And and the message is, um, I'm getting your book. And then I get a note privately saying, I read your book. And about 30 pages in, I thought I should have hired her. See? And I finished the book 
and I thought, I really should have hired you. There you go. I'm sorry. Well. I cried. Did you? I did. Well, I can understand that. Unfortunately, he's not in the business, so it's easy for him to say that. <laughs> he'll never have to hire me. But I, but I felt it. I did. Um, <clears throat> Turi Ryder, the uh, book is called She Said What? Therefore, the audio book is called She Said What? Uh, on Audible. There is a podcast called Tory writers, she said what? what? Yeah. Apparently, there's a lot of she said what's going on. I'm just not that creative. Yeah. So, Actually, the first she said what that I put into program for the podcast is yeah. some minister somewhere. So I didn't want to be that. Wait a minute. What? A yeah, minister? exactly. There's some. Oh, you mean somebody already had the name? Right. And she, she does. It's her uh, sermons. And I, I certainly am not a sermonizer. Oh, I see. Yes. I see. Yeah. So okay. I stuck my name on it and defied them to f- take that out. <laughs> take that out. Go ahead and try. Uh, Always amusing, always entertaining, uh, always effective, Turi. Thank you. Thank you uh, for being with us. And if you want to buy the book, it's everywhere that they are. The the print book? Yes. Support your local bookstore. They can get it. Oh, cool. Sure. It's got a real publisher. And you can also get it on Amazon. And you can get the audio book on Amazon. Right. And once again, it's called She Said What? Uh, Turi Ryder, thanks for being with us.